Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Another story we are tracking is the upcoming birthday of Sir David Attenborough. He is going to turn 96 years young on May the 8th. And uh, talking with us now to help get the celebration going is N.C. Vasotti, Senior Lecturer in the Department of Biological Services at University of Singapore, good longtime friend of this show. And also joining us, Dr. Ang Yu Chen, the Museum Officer at the Lee Kong Chain Natural History Museum, Lecturer of the University Scholars Program. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to the show, and happy birthday, Sir David. Morning, guys. Hey, guys. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Neil. Let's start with Siva, the Ottoman himself. Now, this is part because BBC Earth, starting this weekend, are running a whole special week-long marathon to celebrate the great guy. It's a special for Singapore, and it's on Starhub, incidentally, and Singtel and BBC Player. Siva, let's start with you. Dave Attenborough, he's 96 years old. He's been doing these natural programs, nature programs, for 60-plus years now. But you've actually met the guy in Singapore. Tell us what happened. Well, in, in, in Singapore, there's a, a mangrove snake that hunts for crabs. These are tree climbing crabs and they're really big. And no one could figure out how the snake was easy eating it. So it turns out the snake would pin the crab down when it molts and it's soft. And then he'll tear the legs apart and swallow it. So soft, when that was soft shell crab, we all love soft shell crab, don't we? <laughs> yeah. So so you know that made international news. And a researcher putting together the Life in Cold Blood program about reptiles hmm. saw it and said, "Hey, can we come and uh, film?" So a crew came and we did quite a lot of work. And then um, Sir David Attenborough came in to fill in the gaps with the narrative. So uh, it's actually crabs that brought him here, if you really <laughs> want to be honest. And it was great because uh, they said, look, he's 80 years old at the time. Uh, he's a little bit fragile. Those were all lies because he's continued working for another 16 years. Um, and MPARCS actually um, created a path so he didn't have to walk so far. And then we got him into the mangroves. And then the BBC crew was looking around. And they said they were muttering amongst themselves, and they said we we they came over to me and said, "Siva, can you jump in the water and push the boat so that he'll be nestled next to this big tree?" <laughs> and so uh, my friends were all very amused because there was my little head bobbing next to the boat. <laughs> it kept out of the shot. And then as he did his delivery, I just closed my eyes. And that was the decades of BBC documentaries playing out in that area. And surrounding us was the crew and the MPARCs and the NUS folk. And everyone was just not getting in the way. They Mm. all had such an affection for the man. So it was a beautiful moment uh, to witness. Wonderful. And tell us about uh, what you were telling me off air. Sir David Attenborough, as you say, 96 years old, easily easily the most recognisable TV face on the planet because he's been doing this for seven decades and yet he still has real socialist values when it comes to flying from place to place, Eva. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the crew that travel with him, the cameramen, the audio guys, you know, the directors, uh, they have a very strong affection and they're very protective of him and it's returned. So when 
you know, air crew recognize him and say, you know, if there's an empty seat, they'll say, hey, Sir David, would you like to go up to, you know, business class? We have space there. Because he's a lanky man. He's really long, right? Mm. Uh, and then he'll say, well, uh, can my crew come along? And they say, no, there's not enough space. And they say, it's okay, I'll, I'll, I'll stay with them. So he's a very sweet man, I can attest to that. Uh, very humble. Um, you know, when he's traveling from country to country, things get confusing. He's like, just tell me what to do. So we'll say, okay, uh, David, you need to go here. And then the crew will say, okay, we need you to start speaking about this. So he's highly cooperative, hmm. uh, very considerate. Uh, full of joy, uh, people who are watching him said, wow, he really has uh, excitement for natural history. Everything that he was learning, uh, he was excited about it. We had him meet our graduate students. And so when they came, they brought along their publications. Um, and, you know, they, they got to talk to him one by one. And this was in the mangrove as well. And he was so interested in what they had to say. Wow. So he's what a guy, uh, huh? schoolboy, you know, at ninety six years old, still very excited about uh, yeah. learning about natural world, and and that's why and and that's why his his uh, BBC specials are have always been so so compelling. Uh, Doctor Ang, let's go to you, Ang Yu Cheng uh, at the uh, Lee Kong Chain Natural History Museum. Now you have been watching. Uh, Sir David for decades as well, and and I understand yeah. that now you're teaching a module called biodiversity, biodiversity and, and natural history in Singapore, where you basically channel some of what Sir David has given to all of us over the decades, and and train your students to be naturalists in their own right. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I mean, I actually never got to meet the great gentleman biologist. He's, uh, I mean, I wasn't one of the the the. The students got to meet him, unfortunately, but I did grow up on a lot of uh, Attenborough uh, documentaries. And it was actually his approach to nature as uh, it was kind of the founding blocks for my development as a biologist. He had this very calm, focused, uh, Mm. inquiry-driven observations and Mm. was cultured with a very enthusiastic curiosity for the natural world and, and a very great willingness to share his experiences. And because of this, I learned from his actually learned from his approach to uh, do similarly with my own experiences with nature. I'll go out to the wild. I'll I'll sit down uh, right next to the leaf, observing interactions uh, between species for hours on end, just with a camera, or just like writing down notes, you know, or I'll just be under the microscope, looking and looking at like some amazing minute beauty of insect structures just under the microscope. So, I mean, I try to uh, 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 promote this to my students as well. So, I mean, I think the best way for to inspire someone to be an engaged naturalist who actually really does care about nature as opposed to like, oh, I... I need to save the pandas, I need to save wild, wildlife, but they don't know anything much about nature. So the best way is to actually get to learn and know mm. it. So I introduce them to nature in the same, I would say, intimate and caring way that uh, Sir Attenborough did in his like his visual masterpieces, all his documentaries. I mean, that calm, composed uh, way he approaches mm. life and death in nature is mm. so amazing. And I try to show that to my students as well so i mean actually a lot of uh, uh singaporeans are really definitely afraid of insects i dare say that um <laughs> i've been trying to make a dent on that and a lot of students now uh are actually even though they're still afraid they are actually willing to study 
uh, insects and their behavior. So, mm. I mean, it's it's one way of showing how people can actually start to care for nature. I mean, staying, yeah. staying with you on that, Dr. Ung, you're clearly excited about him. I spoke to Dr. Andy Ung, of course, our good friend who takes mm. care of the Raffles Banded Langer. She wanted to join today, but she's otherwise engaged because she said, he's one of the reasons why I do what I do and so on. I see Dr. Ung nodding and Siva Soti nodding there. So, Dr. Ung, maybe you can put that into context. What do you think his legacy has been for your field of study of biodiversity and natural history? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's hope. It's inspiring generations, generations of uh, uh, biologists, scientists, not just like the, I mean, they're all different kinds of biologists. They're like the ecologists. They are the, uh, what we call, I'd be, what we call a taxonomist. I study like uh, describing uh, uh, species and and looking at their evolutionary relationships. There'll be people who look at uh, more broad uh, patterns of biodiversity. All these people were, we we grew up uh, watching uh, 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 Sir Attenborough's uh, 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 stuff, and and it's just like it's the it's 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 the hope that there's still this world out there that's still begging to be to be understood, to be yeah. to be loved, and and we we need to we need to do that, and it's 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 actually inspiring. I think his legacy is really just inspiring a whole army of uh, uh, hopeful individuals who who do something and and are able to do something to uh, mitigate the, the conditions we have today in, you know, mm. with what with climate change and, and uh, habitat destruction. Yeah. So I think he's actually a very, very, very important person, one of the most important people in, in biodiversity, conservation, and, and uh, the whole discipline of uh, biological sciences. Siva, Dr. Ung touched on a really profound point there, which one of the things I really admire about David Attenborough, A is the hope. And B is the hope in young people. Mm. He's never patronizing to the next generation. He never talks Mm. down to them. The way that he's embraced Greta Thunberg and spoken out against other, let's be honest, old so-and-sos of his generation who are very much set in their ways. He's very hopeful about the next generation of learning, isn't he? He's very supportive of the next generation of students. I know for a fact you said he made a point of speaking to your students. He talked about uh, rising sea levels at the East Coast. That's what really impresses me about him, Siva. Yeah, when he landed at Changi Airport and he drove into the, you know, we were driving him into the city, uh, he was very struck by our cold next to the sea, right? So uh, what I realized then is his focus had been to highlight the beauty of nature uh, and they hadn't really addressed uh, some of these uh, climate change issues there's a lot of denialism that's going on in the West. Mm. There was a lot of, you know, adversity about listening to the science. So he was um, gearing up to address it. So uh, uh, what they're very particular about is uh, getting the research right. So they have researchers, they look at scientific papers around the world, they talk to scientists. In fact, when we said, look, can you meet the graduate students? And he said, oh, definitely, because the filmmakers are in a symbiosis with the scientists. So they are informed by the scientists and then they are able to help uh, popularize the information. So it would be that time, uh, 2006, when he's gearing up to, we got to make a stand and we got to be clear about what the science says. So that that um, accuracy of what they are portraying was very important. Now, the other thing is, of course... Uh, 
Sir David Attenborough, he's the tip of the spear. Yeah. Right? There's a large community behind him of uh, researchers and producers and directors and um, fixers and cameramen. And they are so united behind him being the spokesman. Uh, people sometimes forget they're very hardworking guys. Uh, so, you know, when they came to Singapore, we couldn't get the exact snake that was reported in the paper <laughs> because their habitat had changed. So we said, okay, look, never mind. There's another snake that also does something similar. So we went to Pandan Mangrove with the guys, uh, dug up a whole bunch of mud, and then we went to Queensway to buy wood, and they set up a whole uh, habitat setup, and then they spent hours to watch the snake getting to the crab. So that's all that very professional uh, work that they do. By the way, we returned all that mud to Pandan Mangrove. They were quite concerned that we do it right. <laughs> um, and so I, I think that very strong team behind him, uh, they bring the tag, uh, they bring the, you know, they do the work for the footage and all that. But what you need, you know, what, uh, you know, Yuchen referred to is that very calming, empathetic attitude towards whatever is playing on screen, even though it can be quite harsh, harsh realities of nature. So, you know, my concern had been, uh, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with Attenborough. My TV was spoiled most of my childhood. Uh, so when I finally discovered him, I said, oh, will we lose his impact on young people? And there was a wildlife producer who said, well, I grew up in Attenborough. I'm not sure if he could make those documentaries today. The attention span is very different. In fact, when you see the modern programs, the focus on the topic changes quite quickly so that the audience doesn't get bored. These mm -hmm. are realities. Mm -hmm. Another brilliant thing they've done is to issue all these short clips. They're yeah. like three minutes. Wow, it's so ideal to share in a lecture. So, uh, you know, you turn myself and various other people are uh, continuing that impact he had by bringing it to the lecture theatre or the Zoom so yeah. that they not just get the facts, but they get that feeling, that yeah. very passionate love for the natural world. And now the shift to say, look, how can we contribute to protecting it? Yeah, I mean, speaking of clips, Glenn, you guys remember, do you remember that one two or three years ago with the snakes? Chasing the lizard oh, yeah. that went viral. Oh, yeah. All like, it was yeah. like a horror movie, yeah. and yeah. Attenborough playing yeah. over the top of it. I mean, that got more views than Justin Bieber. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, staying relevant in the twenty. It's such a good point that Siva makes. You know, mm. the, the need to keep natural history front and centre to the digital generation has been a real success. Absolutely, and anybody who wants to tune in and, and see that starting from Monday. All the way through next Sunday, you can see this tribute, the special marathon, all the best BBC Earth documentaries with Sir David Attenborough celebrating his 96th birthday on the 8th uh, from, uh, from Starhub Channel 407, Singtel Channel 203, and the BBC Player. Uh, so please do not hesitate to watch that. Uh, gentlemen, we do have to leave it there. Uh, Siva from uh, NUS and Dr. Ong Yu Chen, museum officer at the Lee Kong Cheng Natural History Museum. So great to have both of you on and, and with us to help celebrate a legend. And, and let's hope that 
everybody keeps remembering, look, it's not just the way that he presented these things, but the point of him presenting these, which is to protect our biodiversity, to protect our natural world. It's vanishing far too quickly. And I know both of you uh, are doing your your bit as well and have been for many years to to train the next generation. And now that events are opening up and we can visit places, it's the long weekend Get your kids and your families out to Lee Kong Chian Natural History Museum, where Dr. Ung does a magnificent job of showcasing this biodiversity. So get yourself out there, Lee Kong Chian Natural History Museum. Thanks, uh, Yuchen. Thanks, Siva. Appreciate your time today. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.